Welcome to the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Are you considering a career change? Don't go it alone. Come, join the discussion, and listen as my mid-career guests discover and reveal their decision-making process to move from successful business jobs to consulting, entrepreneuring, or taking early retirement. Welcome to the show. My guest and friend, Patty Watkins, has enjoyed a wonderful career in sales and sales management in the tech industry. She and I co-authored an Amazon best-selling book a few years ago, and next month, Patty is releasing her latest book entitled Land and Expand, Six Simple Sales Strategies to Grow Your Company's Top and Bottom Line. I know you will enjoy hearing about her many successes as we discuss what may be her next pivot. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you for having me. So tell me about your background. Uh, what are some of the highlights in your career thus far? I don't know if you know this, Dan, but I started out as a pre-sales consultant, and I programmed in five languages. A lot of people don't know that about me. <laughs> wow. But I go behind, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go behind the salespeople as pre-sales consultant, kind of clean up whatever, you know, I had to clean up. And I thought, you know, I can do this. I could be a sales rep. I could help solve customer problems, but I could actually fix them instead of having to call somebody in. So one of the highlights for me was I went into sales early, early in my career. And it led to wonderful things. I went to work at NCR for 16 years, and I was fortunate. I was identified early on in one of their many programs, early identification program. And um, every two years, they moved me to a new job. And so I did channel jobs and sales jobs and clients <laughs> jobs. And I went to corporate marketing and I did strategy for the company. So um, that was, you know, NCR was the early part of my career, if you will. Um, highlights, really important things that happened. One thing that They'd always asked me to do things that probably nobody else wanted to do. Um, but there was this new channel and they wanted to grow up from zero to a hundred million and no one wanted the quota, but I wrote the business plan and worked with a number of wonderful people. And we built together this fabulous team and we, we made history. And then from there, they said, Hey, we have another challenge for you. Go start up the server group and build it from zero to, you know, whatever. We grew that to over a hundred million in one year. And again, it wasn't me. It was this fabulous team that we had. And then um, one of the last things I did, I definitely didn't volunteer for. And by the way, I moved seven times physically. In, when I in six years, 16 years. Yeah. Every oh. couple of years. Yeah. Wow. California, Texas, Dayton, back to the West, back to. So um, the last one was to take over this underperforming team. And, and no one wanted the job. I kept going, why aren't you asking these other people? <laughs> They'd be better qualified than me. No, Watkins, we want you to do it. So um, this team was dead last. We were number 50 out of 50 teams. And they said, you know, see what you can do. See if you can make quota with these guys. And we not only made quota, we exceeded quota. And not only that, we became the number one team in the United States. And, and was this was hardware, software, services? All of the above? It was all of the above. Data warehousing, and we included software in that as well, both applications and other solutions and services. It was, it was a ton of fun. So that, that would have counted as NCR, AT&T, Teradata? Correct. Okay. And, and so when you left NCR, where did you go next? 
So I went to another company for a couple of years and I really, I really missed that NCR culture. And I was fortunate because Mark Hurd was over at HP and I had always told him when I left NCR, Hey, if you ever come West, I'll look you up or look me up, but I'm not going back to Dayton, Ohio. Sorry. <laughs> so, so he came out to HP and I ended up going to work for HP after a few years. One of the highlights from HP was the last thing that I did there was I had a group that was 500 million cloud sales and on-premise and cloud. And we grew that to over 800 million in one year. So that was fantastic. Phenomenal year. Again, phenomenal teams that I worked with. Then where did I go from there? Let's see. I went to a company called Avaya and I went in and, you know, I'm sure many people can relate to this. I went in, I had another worst to first team. I grew it from not making club for five years, not making quota for five years. Worst of three teams brought it to the number one team in that group number one for cloud in the world, and they brought in a new leader. So I left there and I went to a company called Internap. But then when I got there, they said, oh, you have channel background. How about being the head of global channels? And then I had this wonderful, wonderful friend. This was my first big pivot out of corporate, out of corporate America. And this wonderful, wonderful friend of mine who's been a colleague and a mentor and just a super good friend for long time. Dan Doster, you. <laughs> said, you know, you're really good at turning, you know, turning things around. You're good at building things. You'd be a great consultant and you could bring those skills to a lot of different companies. And you would be my mentor and you would help me and you would teach me based on all your background at McKinsey and everything else you've done. And I thought, what a gift. How fortunate that I have this wonderful friend in my life who's so smart. <laughs> so, so I took you up on the offer. Yeah, well, you are multiple talented and and always in sales and strategy and marketing and channel and direct. And a, a lot of people can benefit from what you're able to do. Well, we ended up writing a book of, uh, together. So uh, although although, as I tell people when I tell them about uh, driving more sales, uh, they say, well, well, I didn't know you were in sales. And I uh, I have to admit these aren't my exclusively my ideas. These are Patty's ideas. And she let me kind of chip in on the side. So it's a wonderful book. I've, I give it away often. I've gone through hundreds, hundreds of copies that I give away. Well, it's funny because it was a little different than that. You said, Patty, you have to have a book if you're going to be a consultant. It's your calling card. And I said, Dan, I've never written a book. I'll only write a book if you write it with me. <laughs> you have to be my co-author. Fair and enough. You agreed. You agreed. <laughs> and it did turn out very well. And we brought in some other colleagues as well to be content experts and just to beta read it for us. And um, it really was a group effort. It was a lot of fun. So, and now I have a second book, but that's the next pivot. <laughs> well, so take me from, take me from the first pivot. And, and what did you do after that? Cause I know you, you took another job, sales job. So I did the consulting. What I found was a lot of the companies that I worked with were startups out here in Silicon Valley. And a lot of them wanted to either pay you with stock or they wanted you to carry the bag for them and just hand over your Rolodex. A recruiter came calling and asked me to go you know, join another company, a big company. And so I did that as their VP of sales. And so I was there for a while and I got into AI and another company approached me to go work for them for their solution. Pretty cool stuff. So then my next pivot was this good friend of mine said, hey, Patty, join me on the public speaking circuit. 
Oh, I thought, I'm not a public speaker. I've gotten on a lot of stages. I've given a lot of speeches, but I'm not a public speaker. So I started taking Toastmasters and all these different classes, and I love it. Wow. So I, so I said, okay, I'll do the public speak. And the thing about it is she's a VP of marketing. I'm a VP of sales, two women. We'll go out and we'll you know, join forces on how to grow revenue. And we'll get brought into all these conferences, maybe in the Midwest and maybe internationally. So we had this whole plan. And she said, but you got to write a book. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Did she have a book? Did she already she, have a book? She was going to start to write a book. But what she didn't know is Land and Expand is a book I wrote right after driving more sales. I went back to work in the corporate world and I just put it on a shelf for a couple of years. So when she said, you have to write a book? I said, fancy that. I have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so dusted it off, updated it quite a bit. And I actually, I really like it. It comes out next month. Land and expand, but it's um, six simple strategies to grow your sales. They're just so simple. You and I would go, that, that's obvious. That's the point. <laughs> go do it. Are you thinking then about going back into a sales management role? I am. I really do enjoy, you know, giving webinars. They're not as fun as being in a room with people. I will probably go back. Good for you. Good for you. That's uh well, it kind of gets in your blood, doesn't it? About um, when you think about, uh, obviously, you've had a lot of opportunities to pivot, to shift from going in one direction to, I think I'll try something else. But uh, sometimes you come back to the beginning. Sometimes it's it's not the new thing that is the good thing. It's It's just a new thing. And so you go back to being a great, corporate sales and strategy person, which frankly, uh, in my humble opinion, you were made to do. I mean, that's, that's what you're made to do. You've, you've been superior your whole career. So to head back to that doesn't seem like a bad thing. It seems like a good thing for whoever gets to hire you. Well, gosh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you'll those kind words. Well, you'll stay in California, and uh, presumably, and and uh, so there are ample number of companies within two hours' drive that would probably like to uh, like to talk to you. You know, and what's interesting too is because not only because of COVID, but just in general, more and more companies are saying work anywhere you want to, and the, and the head of sales can be virtual because they're going to be on an airplane every week once COVID's over anyway. So it really doesn't matter where you live. In fact, it's almost pointless. You're going to come to headquarters, but if you work in headquarters, you're never there because you're on the road. Yeah. So, yeah, I do get calls from all over. Well, so let, let's uh, let's back up a smidge. You, you referenced a couple of different uh, points of making a change from one thing to another thing, not just job, but a, a, a change of direction out of corporate style selling and into something else, uh, whether uh, consulting or public speaking. As you were thinking through the change process, talk to me a little bit about how you thought about that. What uh, were there were there particular things that were driving you to say, I don't want to keep doing what I was doing and I think I need to do something else? Or were there people pushing you to do something else? Did you read a particular book or see a seminar and say, I think it's time to stop doing what I'm doing and start something else? Tell me about the decision process. I think it was two things. One, you're going through another change in your career and you say, what am I going to do now? And it happens to be maybe someone that comes up and says, hey, here's an idea for you. And you think about, wow, I hadn't thought about that before. 
but that's something I'll consider. Now, I'm not someone who necessarily moves that quickly. I'm very much into researching and understanding it. So I bought every book on Alan Weiss and every, you know, my bookshelves are filled with how to be a great consultant because it was something I needed to learn. And I needed to learn from masters like yourself on how to do it. I also joined a group out here called Women in Consulting. And oh my gosh, all these people, you have unbelievable assets that you can work with and they want to help you as well. And you help them. It's really a great group. So it was go to the experts, work with people that have already done it. A lot of those consultants out here brought me in to opportunities because there's not very many sales consultants in this group. And so I was kind of odd anyway. So that was, you know, it's, it's pulling in experts. It's working with people who knew, know what they're doing and do your research and continue to do your research. Now, presumably you had some of those people in your network before. So you were maybe reaching back into your network. Is that how that happened? Absolutely. I mean, there's two things. One, it's find out from people who are doing it now and how they became successful and find out what the pitfalls were and how to avoid those landmines so that you can move a lot quicker. And like myself, get a great mentor. So, and you are, you're going back to people that you know and you trust who have the experience and they're, they're more than happy to share it with you. Yeah, I think about some of the uh, folks who maybe are a little bit earlier in the career than you and I are, who are in such a hurry uh, to perform and forget that it's about the people. And that uh, as you, as you navigate along through your career, you, if you're, if you're careful, you can nurture those relationships so that because you don't know when you're going to need them. But if you take care of your relationships, you've got them. And then when you do need them, you can reach back out to them. So uh, I think that's, uh, for me, one of the takeaways when I think about, you know, the long arc of career, it's uh, it's really about the people. And because if you're going to be hardworking, you're going to find success, financial success and reward that, that comes to people who uh, stay focused on their job, but uh, don't forget the people along the way. It's all about the people. It's one of the best teams I've ever had. It's all about the people. And those we're, we stay in contact today. You know, and I try to send out messages. I still send out Christmas letters, the real kind paper. I just like I'm staying in touch. And it's so nice when people say, I didn't get a Christmas card from you this year. What happened? I get one every year from you. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh whatever. But it's, you know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, those relationships, I'm the recipient of those Christmas cards, so thank you for that. <laughs> I, I also uh, would be remiss to not uh, mention that you're you're probably well, you're in the top two. I was going to say the best. There's somebody else in my network who's very good at gift giving. Uh, when somebody gives a, a, a recommendation or does something thoughtful, uh, that you you follow up with the real deal, a, a real gift that shows up at the front door, and uh, it it's uh, special and memorable. How did you come about to make that a habit? Maybe from my mom, right? Always write thank you letters. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a wonderful habit and uh, worthy of emulating. Uh, that's for sure. So uh, you think about the kind of the after some of the shifts and you're you're just now in another uh, pivot, another what next moment. Uh, so what's the next five years look like, do you think? The next five years, um, you know, whatever it is I have found out particularly during COVID, I cannot rest idle uh, for more than a couple minutes. So it's 
retirement's not going to happen. I do golf a lot, so that fills time. But I need to be busy. I need to be giving back. I need to be helping. Um, I'm actually going to a class, Shock, on Monday um, for in October for Santa Clara University for women's board governance readiness. Um, so I envision being on boards and continuing to support companies and help them to drive their revenue growth um, as well as other areas. So that's, I think, what definitely I see in the horizon, in addition to being in a corporate job. And when I get the opportunity to go out and speak to companies and share with them the, the wisdom of the two books on the shelf. Any other advice you would uh, you'd pass along to somebody in a, a mid-career change? You know, I think the biggest thing, because I see a lot of people go through it, is they get negative or they get concerned or they their self-esteem becomes very damaged or, you know, impacted. And I think the biggest thing is we all go through this. It's how do you go through it? And the big thing is put a smile on your face, have a great attitude, get enthusiastic and make the best of it. Because even if you don't make the first one, there's another chance and another after that, another after that. So to me, it's all about your attitude. So if you're going to pivot, have fun with it. Ask other people. You're not in a rush. You don't have to take the first thing that comes along. And if you do and it doesn't work out, there's something else better after that. So I think for everyone, most people do go through a pivot, even if it's just to go into retirement and, you know, travel the world. It's all about change and you need to embrace change and have fun with it. Uh, that's great advice. I really appreciate you spending time with me today. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dan. My thanks to Patty for sharing her tips on navigating a successful sales career, her insights from the real world in the tech industry, position her well for future successes, whether in a corporate role or in advising others to grow their sales. This brings us to the end of the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out via email dan.relationshipsmatter at gmail.com And remember, as my dad always said, the fun is in the run.